Hi, this is Emeka and Elandris, and you're listening to the So Far Us podcast, the 30-minute podcast where we break down a trending topic, centering the discussion on the Black millennial woman's experience, and explore what it means for us by answering with, so for us, now let's break down this episode's trending topic. Wednesday, President Biden announced that some of us will be receiving some student loan cancellation. Specifically, if you're single and earn under $125,000, or if you're married and earn under $250,000, you qualify for $10,000 in federal student loan debt cancellation. And if you received a Pell Grant, you qualify for an additional $10,000 in cancellation. On this episode, our hosts discuss President Biden's student loan relief and what it means for us. This is Amatha, and for me, 10 to 20K is better than nothing, but I'll be honest, the way my student loan debt is set up, I was really hoping for a lot more than that. So for Alandris, the student loan debt that I have, $20,000, $10,000 is not enough to cover it all. But I do understand that he never promised us that he would wipe out all student loan debt. I'm not going to reject the $10,000 or $20,000. Thanks, Uncle Joe. The reason why we're talking about this subject um, is not only because it is expected to wipe out the balances of as many as 15 million borrowers, including about 8 million possibly having an automatic relief, um, which would be based on their income if known uh, by the, um, I guess, Department of Education, maybe like if you're recertified for payment plans. Um, But for us in particular, as Black millennial women, we have to keep in mind that Black students are more likely to take out student loans, especially larger loans. We're twice as likely to have received Pell Grants. Um, Millennials are expected to make up almost half of the affected borrowers. And Black women hold the highest amount of student loan debt on average, which is also related to us being one of the most educated groups in the United States. Um, So it's expected that this will impact us and people like us um, significantly. And so that's why this conversation is, you know, a must have conversation for us in our discussions as black millennial women. Um, So what are your thoughts on this student loan cancellation. What was your first thought when you first heard kind of what this plan is actually going to look like? Um, so originally when he posted it on his Lift Every Voice plan for Black America, his Black agenda, um, he was already within the realm of not forgiving all of the student loans. And I know that right. there were other candidates who were looking to um, wipe out all student loan debt. Mm. However, they remain in Congress and they have not been able to accomplish that at the law level. Um, So with Joe Biden doing this, 
I I am grateful. I was grateful because I was like, you know, it's not going to put a, a huge dent in my debt, but it's going to take some away. Um, I looked at my husband's debt and he had already been paying down some of his loans, but this will completely wipe out his debt. And as you know, like some people file jointly and Mm -hmm. our money is shared. And so that helps our household in general. Um, And I, I, I feel like so many households like mine and some that are doing not so well off like ours because we're in um, uh, upper no not upper um middle income middle income family and i can tell that so many millennials black millennial women could use this assistance Mm -hmm. for being trying to get out of poverty trying to excel beyond the middle income area area um trying to do better for their families because especially those of us who have children, if you look at it from a perspective of, if I can't pay my student loan debt off, I can't fund my child's education, which means they'll take out more loans, which means the cycle continues. And so for me, it has a longevity effect. I'm still in that position of wondering how we're gonna pay for my children's education in the future. Uh, We've been saving, we've been investing, we've been doing as much as we can with the money that we have, but I think this will help and hopefully he can get Congress to pass a law to actually wipe out student loan debt. Hopefully in the November elections, we can flip some seats so that we can get there (laughs) because that's literally the only way I can see this happening. Yeah, you raise some really good points. I know we have some listeners who are Gen X and above, and sometimes they need a reminder about the age of millennials. Some people think millennials are still like fresh out of college. Right. A lot of us are in our 30s, early 40s. So yeah, at this point, student loans are impacting um, things we're able to do with our children, being able to buy homes. A lot of us are at that stage where we want to buy homes. And so this is really um, relevant to our current life stage. Like we're not in our 20s. A lot of us aren't. Like the younger group, I think maybe 26 to 30. And even then you're really trying to set a foundation uh, for your life. And then in particular, for Black borrowers, I believe the analysis says that the $10,000 forgiveness, which is for non-Pell Grant um, borrowers, will wipe out student loan balances completely for 2 million Black borrowers. Um, So it's important to keep that in mind, just how impactful it is. Uh, Because I know there's a, a lot of people who, you know, either they've already paid off their loans or uh, they don't qualify because of their salary. And there are some people who are actually really upset about people giving these um, loans forgiven. Can we Um, talk about them for a minute, though? Can we just like like dive right into that? Because there are people who are non-Black, non-millennial, non-women, and in some cases, non-all three, who are making these comment these comments saying that I should not have to pay the debt that you owe, while also claiming that they are Christian, and biblically it talks about paying the debt, letting go of the debt of those who owe you. 
not every seven years. That's one issue. Then you have those who are talking about they shouldn't have to pay the debt because they work for theirs. And I'm like, at the same time, this country had a, a 200 year start on free labor with nothing but profits and pass down those profits to their children, to their children's children. Mitch McConnell is one of the biggest beneficiaries of that said labor and has not paid reparations for the labor that allows him to have the wealth that he has today. Yet he's talking about the debt should not be paid. The student loan should not be forgiven. Sir, I am sorry. Where are your checks that you are cutting to the families that your family owned? Where are those reparations? Because apparently it's okay for you, but it's not okay for them. Some of these people are getting called out by the White House, which I live for. And Democrats, please keep the political pettiness coming. Marjorie Taylor Greene was out here talking about student loans shouldn't be forgiven, but all of her PPP loans were forgiven. Matt Gates was another one. All of his PPP loans were forgiven. Some of these politicians had millions of dollars in PPP loans forgiven, flat out, no issues, and were able to generate wealth. That's not fair to some of us who actually did the work that was told to us to do, which was to go to college so that we can get the jobs that were not available due to a recession in 07. So right. how is it? So how is it you're telling us that, oh, we're supposed to go to college, but we don't have the money to go to college. And college is now, what, 200% more costly than it was back in the 60s? It's it's not fair. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about a lot of these things in some of our um, past episodes, right, about mm -hmm. the wealth gaps, the pay gaps, discrimination in housing in the past, education and things like that and all that plays a role into, you know, what our families were able to afford as far as us going to college, the reason behind us going to college, the responsibilities and bills that we as Black millennial women have, if we do go to college and we are making an income that even though it's not super high, might be significantly more than some of our family members. And so we help out a lot of our family members to take on that responsibility and then going back to, and we're still not even making as much as our counterparts who are also getting like, you know, family gifts as their down payment for their oh, houses. Wow. And we can barely qualify because of the amount of student loan debt that we have taken just to be able to get a almost as much salary in that career. Um, and so even the salary that we do get does not stretch as far and we can't use it in the same way. Um, right. And also and a lot of you are first, I'm sorry, Petra, a lot of you know, are first ahead. generation wealth, wealthy, you have, come in, uh, you have come up in a first generation wealth increase. So it's, it's it's sad because it's like people think that, oh, it's just overnight uh, that these debts are being forgiven. But you don't realize like a lot of us are first generation high school graduates, uh, college graduates, you name it. And what's sad is you have someone. So I'll use myself, for example. I'm the first generation to graduate high school and college. My father and mother didn't finish high school. My grandmother didn't finish middle school. My great-grandfather ended up being a sharecropper. My great-great-grandfather was an enslaved African. So these years 
of not having an education that came before me, not having the wealth that's tied to education impacted the way that our family ended up obtaining wealth to a certain point. And to think that that's five generations and I'm just in the middle class. Whereas there are our counterparts who are non-Black who are five generations into this country and some of them immigrated here. Some of them were not here during enslavement. Some of them were not here through colonization, but were able to actually generate wealth because they were afforded opportunities because of the color of their skin. And they were able to pass that wealth down to their children. And they claim that, oh, it's because they work hard. No, it is not just because you work hard. And that's not saying that your family didn't work hard. It is saying that you were afforded opportunities that skin color disenfranchised other groups for. And so a lot of us had to work a lot harder to get to this point. And that is also tied to the issues of student loan debt which is why a lot of these issues are systemic and built around privilege. And I know people don't like to admit it, but it is. And we are still struggling with that today. It is, but um, I mean, all valid points. And again, points that we've repeatedly made over our three seasons. Um, but ultimately, while we do like to, you know, lay out the facts and get those things out, this particular show is for us. So now let's kind of delve into kind of the facts and kind of what we know about the program so that we can make sure that those of us who are eligible, Black millennial women and our other listeners are able to fully take advantage of this program, regardless of the hurt feelings of yes. others. Um, yeah. So we've already talked about if you're single, it's $125,000 or less. If you're married, and I believe that's if you file as head of household or file jointly, it is $250,000. You will get $10,000 in debt relief. If you had a Pell Grant, um, you can get $20,000 in debt relief. Some people aren't sure what Pell Grants are. Some people don't know if they even had Pell Grants. It's been a long time for a lot of us since undergrad. I think my 15th college reunion is like this year. <laughs> um, but I was able to go on to studentaid.gov and right there on the dashboard, scroll down a little bit, it shows your student loans, it shows your grants, and it actually gives you the exact amount of Pell Grants um, that you, you've had. So I was able to confirm that I was a Pell Grant recipient. Um, and obviously things can happen. So if you have any documents that prove you did receive Pell Grants, keep them just in case. Um, so you can prove that up. But more than likely, the federal government, the Department of Education has that information and it's readily available for you to check. Um, and if you're not sure what Pell Grants are, they're basically grants that except for certain situations, you would not have to pay back. It's typically given out to undergrads and it's for those of us who were in financial need of a certain level um, to attend college. And so if you've had any Pell Grants, you would qualify for that $20,000. There are no federal tax income implications for the loan forgiveness. Um, as mentioned earlier, about 8 million people 
will receive automatic forgiveness likely. And we're assuming that's going to be based off of income information that people have already provided recently to the Department of Education, like if you're recertifying for your payment plan um, and for everyone else, they're putting together a simple, what they consider to be simple, <laughs> application, um, yes. supposedly by the end of the year, hopefully by early October. Um, and during this time period, um, they have extended the no payment on student loans until the end of the year. So your first payment would be in January. Um, has there been anything else you've kind of found out about the program that you thought was really helpful to know or might be helpful for other people to know? Um, I think that that is um, basically touching on all the points. Um, I do know that December 31st is the last day of um, the hold on having to pay, having to not pay for student loans. Um, some were saying December 1st at the beginning, but then they came back and corrected at December 31st. Just wanted to okay. throw that out there. Um, there is also information about, it's called the student loan borrower defense. So if you feel that your college has misled you in any way, uh, there's a list of colleges that were on that list, like the Art Institute, Capella University, South um, New Hampshire University, and many others. Uh, a lot of these online colleges uh, that were listed, and it said that if you were a victim of predatory lending, that there is a chance that you could have your loans completely wiped out. Okay. But you have to... Uh, go to the student loan borrower defense and fill out the application for it. The reason why I found out about it is because I thought that that was the application that you had to fill out for um, getting your loans forgiven. But apparently it's actually for those who have been um, misled when borrowing uh, student loans. That so, is. yeah. So if you uh -huh. went to one of those institutions uh, there is a list according to um, the student loan aid. Yeah, studentaid.gov, like just look up, look up borrower defense and there should be the list of schools on there for you to uh, check out if you qualify. Um, and then another thing that I've seen some people wondering about, some people have been able to like pay off their student loans during the pandemic. And so there is a question about, you know, can you get a refund um, if you qualify for this new debt cancellation? Um, mm -hmm. My understanding is it may be based on whatever date they select, most likely March 13th, 2020, I think, as kind of the cutoff, because technically the program is for current student loan debt borrowers, which means you currently have a balance, but they might have that back, I guess, to when the pandemic hold on payments started. Um, so that's something to look into. Obviously, um, working on financial aid and the student loan debt and things like that is not like our expertise. So obviously, you should do your own research. I would definitely recommend going to studentaid.gov as a starting point. Um, 
But yeah. So how are y'all feeling about, I don't know if you're going to get 10 or 20. I'm expecting uh, 20. Like I said, I had Pell Grants. Um, so how do you feel about that coming down the line? Do you feel like an immediate impact? I, because I think for me, like I said, in my For Mecca portion of the episode, it's really not that significant of a portion of mine. So I don't know if I'm actually going to immediately feel that. I'm obviously not going to be like some people who is just like, it's canceled. I'm debt free. Um, but I suppose once I get back into repayment, it might adjust what that payment looks like, especially with the other stuff that um, Biden has also been working on within this program, like reducing the income-based repayment from 10% of your discretionary income to 5% and things like that. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice, but I'm not... You're not going to feel it. It doesn't. I, I mean... I'll know for sure, I guess, in early next year. But right now, it kind of feels like uh, I don't want to be ungrateful. Because, I mean, money is money. That's money I don't have to pay back. And when you think about interest on money, you know, if I sat down and did the calculation, I'm sure it's much more than just 20000 mm-hmm. But, yeah. I could have yeah. gone for more. <laughs> you know, I, I think... Like you, I, I probably won't feel it as much. Uh, I'm expecting 20000 as well because I am a Pell Grant recipient. And I am hoping that by the time January comes and we've gotten through this year's election that we flip a couple of seats so that it looks more promising. Uh-huh. Um, I, like you said, when it comes down to repayment, Hopefully we qualify for an income-based situation because daycare is an issue. (laughs) So while we're paying all of these other things that we have to pay for, student loan debt could really like hurt us uh, starting to pay back. And so um, while it, it does help, I am concerned about the repayment. I am concerned about the repayments because of how much I owe and how much they usually request that you pay back based on your income. And they tell you if you reach a certain amount, they don't really calculate for how many bills you have to pay and what all the debt that you have in comparison, because we have a mortgage, we have car loans, you know, Mm -hmm. we have daycare, we have things that we have to pay for. And that student loan payment if it's more than $50, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. And I, I just really wish, I really hope and pray that we can have an outcome where Congress can really push a bill that can change the trajectory of what student loan debt it means for us. Yeah. And I know in information that the White House put out regarding this program, um, they also talked about changes um, that would impact future students, which mm-hmm. I'm sure like parents like you 
are thinking about, right? Because tuition continues to increase. Um, Pell Grants used to, I think, cover maybe almost 80% of college costs um, for, again, Pell Grants are for people who are in families um, that are in financial need. Mm -hmm. And now I think it only covers about 30%, which is why you then have to take out more loans. And also, not only that, I mean, the way (laughs) that tuition has gone up since we graduated, we can only imagine how much it's going to be by the time our kids um, are in college. Um, And so I do think that it is good that he's not only looking at the, those of us who have already graduated, we have debt. Um, but also looking out for the next generation of college students. Yes, uh, that has concerned me because I have all, while my children are, my oldest is in elementary, my youngest is in daycare, I am looking at other alternatives. So dual enrollment to make sure that they can graduate with an associate's degree junior college like i wanted my son to go to an hbcu um that's going to have an engineering major because he loves engineering and we want to make sure we push for that uh that gift that he has and the only hbcu that's out here in dallas doesn't offer that program and so he would have to go to like a Prairie View if he wanted to go to a state college and HBCU, but that's going to cost so much money. And Mm -hmm. we know that there are scholarships and everything, but what those are not guaranteed that he is going to get them. And I'm sure by the time he's a certain age, we want, he may not qualify for certain grants, Mm -hmm. you know, like I qualified for the first generation graduate. Uh, So these are things that are on my mind and I'm glad that they're looking forward to the next generation because our babies are we don't want them to be in the debt and go through what we have gone through we want better for our children right and that reminds me of another fact i think i came across um i think and again we are not experts on this so research it yourself but it's something that might be worthwhile for some people to research for themselves or for their parents but i believe i saw that this does the debt cancellation apply to parents plus loans. So Mm -hmm. if you've had parents who also took out loans to help with your financial aid, I know sometimes it doesn't qualify for certain things uh, in regarding debt cancellation, but I believe it may qualify for this 10 to $20,000 debt cancellation. Mm -hmm. So, so, So as you try to navigate the world of student loan debt remember beware scammers asking for money (laughs) and if you have questions a great place to start is by signing into your federal student aid account at studentaid.gov or call the federal student student aid information center at 1-800-433-3243 Thanks for taking the time to listen to the So For Us podcast. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social media sites using the at So For Us podcast handle. Like, comment, leave a review, send us a trending topic you'd like us to discuss, 
And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll talk to you soon in the best place that is so for us.